Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is The Sir Michael Singleton Show. I am so excited about the guest that we're having on the show today. I have been a fan of hers. I'm 32 now. I think the first time I ever heard one of her songs, I was a freshman in high school. To put things in perspective for you, uh, she really sort of inspired my piano journey. I, I had the opportunity recently to go to one of her concerts uh, in Northern, Northern Virginia, and it was exceptional. So I want to introduce this this incredible musician, this incredible artist, Vanessa Carlton. She's a a multi-Grammy-nominated and platinum-selling artist who sold millions of records worldwide. You may know her from some of her smash hits such as A Thousand Miles, Pretty Baby, and Ordinary Day. She has a lengthy and accomplished career as an artist, showcasing incredible range and depth. And in the summer of 2019, and I thought this was very, very fascinating, she made her Broadway debut as Carole King in Beautiful, the Carole King Musical. She is now back on the touring stage with her future paying tour. It's been five years, and she also has a, an incredible album, Love is an Art, which is her latest album. And it's it's a fascinating a compilation, if you will, I would argue, of her musical journey. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. Thank you. You're so welcome. Welcome to the show. I am. Thank absol- you so much for having me. You're you're welcome. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled, and I don't know if you remember, we briefly met at your concert, and I told you I went out and bought a thirty thousand dollars Steinway piano because of you, and I did not know how to play the piano, and the first song I learned how to play was your Thousand Miles, and now I, I told you I now play. Beethoven, Mozart, Bach, Rachmaninoff, and and you really sort of inspired me being a trumpet player, and I can also play several other instruments to say, you know what, I'm going to get a piano and force myself to learn. Oh my God, now I remember. <laughs> yes, I remember meeting you. Amazing. So so thank you for, for, for finding the time. But Vanessa, I, I want to just sort of jump right into this. You know, during your, your concert, which was absolutely phenomenal, and, and I would recommend to all of our guests, wherever you are, go to VanessaCarlton.com. Look at the tour dates. If it's in a city near you, go. If you can drive there, go. You will be absolutely impressed. But it, it was five years, you said, uh, since your last tour. What what does what sort of inspired you to get back on the road? Yeah, I know. I was actually just talking about that last night. I was like, what was I doing? Um, so actually, uh, what happened? I get well, okay, 2018 or no, it was 2019. I was doing the play on Broadway, mm-hmm. which was um, uh, it was an amazing experience. It was very. It took so many months to prep i've never acted on stage before so i was like having a complete anxiety nervous breakdown (laughs) i wanted it to be really good and i was like how do i do this so that took a long time of preparation and then when pandemic hit i would i released that record um march 2020 worst time ever 
And um, then, you know, like many performers, none of us could could go on the road. We couldn't mm-hmm. do any live performances. And so I ended up being um, a substitute teacher at my daughter's school that whole year. Which I think is incredible. I mean, what, what in the world was that like? I can't imagine a parent, oh my God, Vanessa Carlton is teaching at my kid's school. <laughs> well, that that's what I love about, they don't care. The kids don't care. They're just like, well, who's this? Who's this lady who's coming in here randomly going to try and tell me what to do? You know, like this is, it was the most amazing uh, learning experience I've ever had. And I have to say any, any parent should just have a moment where they substitute in a classroom, just like one day. So you understand the job of a teacher. And I can't tell you how important teachers are. Now, I like how how important I how much I see <laughs> how much work that they do. So um, anyway, and then after I was subbing, um, when was that? Yeah, I don't even know what I've been doing. The, we moved. My family moved like a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. And I've just been trying to get my feet back under me again, starting to write a new record. Yeah, and yeah. my manager was like, Vanessa, why don't you go out and tour? And then I, I broke my foot. This is so funny. Which I, I, I noticed. Broke, I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> you can. I, tell everybody how I, I entered the stage. Oh, my God. So I'm sitting literally in the front row. And we're, we're waiting for Vanessa. They dim the lights. And then yeah, here comes Vanessa. And she's on crutches. And I'm like, what is going on here? Is this a part of the show? Is this, like, are we being punked here? And then Vanessa slowly makes her way to, to the piano, the grandest of openings I have ever seen in my life. It was really incredible. <laughs> so, well, that's sweet, sweet. Yeah. So I have this um, this little book under my heel because I broke my pedal foot. That's just allowing me to use my toes and I'm totally, I'm totally fine. I think that I, the premonition of this tour, I, I did this to myself. I called the tour future pain. It's now it's, it's, it's more, maybe the show must go on. That's mm-hmm. probably the best title for the tour um, slash present pain, <laughs> but uh, it's so far so good. And, we, we're, we're chugging along. And I mean, it, it, it was interesting because your song compilation, it, it's, it's a compilation of some of your old songs some of your big record blockbuster hits and also some of your new songs from your your love is an art album and i've always been curious when you think about artistry how does an artist decide this is the song or these are the songs i want to choose to sort of tell this story or to take my audience on this journey for this hour or, or two what was the thought process there for you I really look at it as presenting like an experience rather than sort of pick cherry picking songs. And, you know, so I want the whole event to feel like, I don't know, there's something cohesive about it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think with this tour, because I didn't get to tour my new record, I was like, I'm going to cherry pick some songs from the new record, but there's sort of a, I like there to be a a thematic flow and I like there to be like any of the big, like I usually open my set with a thousand miles. um, (laughs) Everybody wants to hear that, that right? (laughs) Well, yeah. And it's like, I I don't I want people to be able to relax and settle into the experience, you know? Um, And yeah, I, I, 
I just, I want to create like a, a little journey for, for people. And especially there's lots of, I have different types of, of audience members. I have people that have followed me for 20 years and mm-hmm. seen the evolution and the, you know, just, just over the course of the past, how many, however many albums, there's people that are like, oh, hey, wait, she's performing. I've never, I remember that song. I want to go check it out. And and they have no context and they, I want to present them with an experience. So yeah, um, that's sort of how I. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely considerable range. And you, you talk about sort of the evolution, if you will, of, of your artistry. I, I listened to Love's and Art, I don't know, maybe five or six times now, every single song. And I went back and I listened to some of your other uh, albums, and, and you really sort of see this growth. You see creativity. I see, I, I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel like there's some, some experimentation with different sounds. Uh, what sort of was your thought process when you were going through the writing of Love is an Art? Because it definitely is different from some of your previous albums. Yeah, well, I was really excited to work with Dave Fridman on this record. Um, and he's very well known, I guess, for for folks who don't know him, um, did, did all this, the Flaming Lips records. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and just a master of like turning technology into art. I, definitely a wizard. Um, I really enjoy finding producers to collaborate with because I think they move me into different spaces and I improve or I, I just am able to um, expand as an artist through through collaboration with others. I, I've learned that from my elder age. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I, yeah, that record is pretty intense. Uh, I call it, if it was a color, it'd be red. There's, it's pretty dynamic. So you have high highs, low lows. Um, and the way that I also look at records, uh, for me personally, my albums are either question marks or answers. Mm. This past record, Love is an Art, was definitely a question mark that I posed um, for myself or just put it out there. And then I think this next record that I'm working on will be the answer to that. Ooh, you're working on a new one. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. Slowly, but yes. <laughs> it's a process, right? So I'm I'm curious about something. I'm a piano player. I know you started at a very young age, I believe with your mom, right? Like with classical music first, I'm assuming? Yes, exactly. So she, with, My mom was my teacher, yeah. Oh, wow. See, that's incredible. It, it's. I always think about this. I, I looked at a lot of videos of you playing the piano, and another person that I really enjoy watching, Vanessa, is um, Bruce Hornsby. I don't know if you if if you're familiar with Bruce. That's just the way it is. He's he's a gifted uh, pianist, yep. and I was listening to yep. an interview that he had several years ago with the late uh, Mary McPartland, and she was a great uh, pianist, a jazz interviewer for those folks who are maybe not as musically inclined as I am. And in the interview, Bruce talked about. When he first broke out because of that hit, how difficult it was for him when he started performing and performing in front of large stages, utilizing his left hand. And, and usually you piano play in you know, left hand with old school jazz playing or piano playing in general outside of classical would sort of keep the rhythm. And he said, as a pianist, I realized, oh, my God, I got to develop the strength in my left hand. When I watch you play, I don't really see you struggling as far as like the dexterity or, or ostinatos with your left hand, you, you seem to have fluidity w- with both. It, how, how did how does that help you? I suppose develop your sound as a player. 
Well, I will say that, first of all, I think my, like, hero pianist songwriter is, like, you know, Carol is one of the master storytellers for sure as a as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, however, I think uh, to embodying that classical playing, um, bringing it into your own you know, story and your own playing. Um, I think that my favorite is uh, Nina Simone. Oh yeah. Um, and her playing, and I, I can't, I don't come close to her playing. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I think, I think you, it's easy to get comfy in your trick in my tricks that I have, and I've definitely developed some effective tricks, but like. Rachmaninoff, like, you know, like you have to keep up your stamina to be able to play that. And, you know, I can play my stuff really well because I'm custom writing it to what (laughs) I can do. (laughs) That's why I think it's so so brilliant for you to, you know, my mom every now and then will slip me a piece to to study because it will pull you out of your habits, you know, Mm -hmm, and stretch mm -hmm. you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do, do you, when you're writing your music, do you start like with playing the piano first and say, wow, this is a, a great r- rhythmic beat. I should have a song with this. Or do you start with the words and then you add the music? Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, almost always um, I start with a melody, um, a little flourish, a little whatever just a couple like a little i love little ditties you know that's just like my thing i guess um and then i can see where it's going and then like separately though from that i think as i've gotten more um i put much more thought into you know what i want a song to say Mm -hmm. um i just have like a book on the side where i'm writing lyrics separately and the days of like writing them together. I mean, sometimes if you really come up with a cool melody that you can almost hear what the words needs to be like yeah, every now and then that, that happens for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's more rare though. 
Yeah, I always wonder, like, when you're writing a piece, do you, do you sort of know, like, okay, oh my God, this is going to be a blockbuster hit? Like, when, when you're writing, when you were writing the songs for Love Is an Art, like, did you sort of know, okay, this this is going to be a part of an album, or, or do you write a lot of stuff and say, okay, I'm going to go through this litany of things I've written and composed and sort of figure out from there what should should make an album? That is a great question. I, I really, over the course of my career, I've met like two different styles of, of writers where there's the type, the latter, where they just, you know, write a bunch of stuff. You just want a bunch of material and then you're going to curate it and pick through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do not do it that way. Um, I wish that I could just have lots of extra things to pick from, but I, I just, I write my way through the project. So like I, um, and I won't finish a song sometimes if it's like, I don't think this is that good. I'm going to put this aside. I'm going to start something new. Um, so I, I, I really just write for a record. Ah, okay. That, that makes my a lot style, of sense. Yeah. No, I, right. I like that. And, and as you're doing this, I mean, look, you've been in the business for such a long time. Everyone knows who you are. I mean, when I told all of my friends I was interviewing you, they were like, holy smoke, are you really interviewing Vanessa Carlton? Dude, that's going to be really cool. They were super <laughs> excited. And, and to my surprise, a few of them knew quite a bit of your songs and, and I was like wow I, I didn't I didn't know this but at this point in your career are, are you really sort of focused on let me write for another couple big blockbusters or are you really focused on like artistic development and, and, and furthering your own artistic journey if you will right right so oh god I think it was Rick Rubin just said something I found something on Instagram yesterday a clip of an interview he did that I thought was so excellent it was some something that I've always strived to follow um even when I sometimes would be steered in the wrong direction this was always my value system and he said basically don't write for anybody but yourself like you have to like you're your own audience like do you like it does this move you um, when you start writing for somebody else or somebody else's experience, um, I think you lose what your initial sort of creative force and reason was somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like any song I write, including my first record, was is, was coming from a place like that. I was like, well, this feels cool to me. I want to try this. And there's no sense of like, is this going to fit? Is this the right sound? Is this the right sound for what's going to sell? Is this the right sound for what someone else is going to hear? Like that was, I think that's always the part of the creative. That's a part of that should not be, that should not be allowed into the creative process is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I I, I agree yeah. with that. And I've always wondered, you know, you look at a lot of artistry today, Vanessa, and, and I don't know. I mean, I have some friends that, that are into the arts and being in, in media, I've had an opportunity because of my political stuff to meet a lot of incredible people. And anytime I meet people who are artists, because I play the piano, I was actually going to go to college to be an artist, decided to go to college to study politics instead, because I was like, I don't know if artists make a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, it, it's still a passion of mine. And, and I play the piano every day. I still paint every couple of nice. weeks. And, and so I, I still try to keep it up because I love it. 
And my inspiration, you know, it comes from a couple of different places. But for you now, you're you're a mom. Uh, you have children now. You said you just moved. You're you're married now. You've really sort of seen the industry develop in maybe some good ways, and I'm sure not some good ways. Where do you sort of get that inspiration from today, like the Vanessa today versus the Vanessa 20 years ago? To in terms of like creating. Yeah, you, you, your, your music. Or, yeah, yeah. In terms of yeah. like playing and yeah. writing. Yeah. Well, I think talking talking about politics, you know, because of social media, I feel like there are really blurred lines now between what you stand for um, in terms of values mm-hmm. in the community and your work as a creative person. I mean, I don't see the line between the two anymore. Mm. So I feel, and in particular, since becoming a parent, uh, for me, I had this really sort of profound experience where I feel like every kid is like my baby. Like it's a weird, and I, I so I feel much more connected to, I, I just, everything matters more to me. I want the, I want to help the world be better because it's not just about me, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think what drives me is is um, the combination of like how am I impacting, um, yeah, how, how am I impacting the world around me with my work? I don't that that's a question that I ask myself now, and then and then of course I think there's this this delicious part of my life where. Sorry, I hate when people use the word delicious to describe that, but I keep wanting to eat it. Um, there is sort of like this delectable. No, I don't know what you use. This really sort of heavenly part of my life where I get to just sit and be and just play yeah. creatively and get to do stuff. So I don't know if that's the answer to your question, but um, yeah, I, I think the music industry is... Um, I don't understand the music industry anymore. I feel like I'm just sort of doing my own thing in within it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have an excellent manager, excellent team around me who sort of, I guess, guides me, protects me. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on sometimes. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I, just trying to like save it. I'm trying to save the trees in my yard. You know, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I, I don't think that's a bad position to be honestly Vanessa to kind of be tapped out like let me tell you when I'm when I'm not on radio having <laughs> wonderful conversations you know I'm I'm doing the political thing and, and I am on TV talking about these complicated things and and god I got to tell you Vanessa it it is like mentally depressing sometimes when you think mm-hmm. about things and, and at your concert, you know, you opened up and you were just talking about different groups of people and and how important it is to sort of recognize and be a voice for marginalized people. And as an African-American, I was like, wow, this is this is really great to hear. Like this is an artist with a deep moral conscience and who's aware of what's going on in society. You, you mentioned the LGBT community and, I, you know, another marginalized group. And I just thought like, wow, you know, here's this artist that's that's done exceptionally well. You could do whatever you want to do. You just did the Broadway thing. And and here you are sort of being a voice, if you will, for some people who feel, hey, you know, I, I don't really have much of a voice or, or allyship is really important. Do, do you think as, a, as an artist like that, that like that's your responsibility, if you will, to sort of to be that that voice through your craft? Because some artists 
And I've observed quite a few who are very, very careful with what they say and very careful about what they tweet because they're afraid that it may interrupt business or the record label may say, absolutely not. We don't want you getting into those topics. Yeah. I am like vehemently opposed to that. I am just like, you must, I, that's just me. I'm like, I, you have to say something. You have to, but it's up to some, an artist can say it in the way that they want, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. Stevie Nicks is sort of a master at like sort of delivering a message that's going to sort of enter maybe everyone in that crowd. And they're all different, you know, they're all maybe, um, variety of political affiliations you know mm -hmm. um i'm not as diplomatic <laughs> as some <laughs> that is for sure um and i think that that's like that feeling of oh you can't don't say that because that's gonna alienate this group like that feels like you're being held down you're in some sort of prison like that's crazy to me i i almost in a way i'm like too maybe i don't know if it's just true I, I feel like i'm too fearless like i'll just I will say it. <laughs> I mean, but I, I feel like we we need that though, right? I mean, don't don't you think? I mean, I, I think Doctor. So I, I went to Morehouse College undergrad in, in Atlanta. It's the same uh, school as Doctor Martin Luther King, and one of the things that they teach us on uh, literally our freshman uh, day, the first day, we call it freshman NSO. And it and it's this idea of sort of being a voice for the voiceless because Dr. King sort of talked right. about you know it, it's not it, it's the silence of our friends that's the most hurtful but also will have the greatest impact and so I mean this this idea that you have like no we we when we see a wrong you got to say it I think you're so right about that it, that's exactly what I follow I mean Martin Luther King he knows like he he's right. You have to say it. And I, I, I will always, I will always, um, stand up for what's right. And, um, like even recently, yeah, with the drag ban in Tennessee, it's like disgusting. It's like, that's totally goes against their whole, those whole, that, that whole boys club there. They think that they're like, what they're standing up for the, the land of the free. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fascists. So now you're trying to tell people how they can dress and can't dress. I mean, the, the hypocrisy is, I mean, it's idiotic. Um, it's not right. So I'll just say it. No, I, I think you're right about that. And and I just, Backward. I wanted yeah. to recognize that because I, I thought it was important. And being a really logical, studious person, I, I pay attention to a lot of things because you know, foreign political strategist details are always important. And so I was just listening to that opening and I literally told, I think I called my parents because they asked, well, how was the concert? And I said, it was amazing. And I said, you know, I said, something really stood out to me about her. And I, and I told them about your opening and my mom said, wow, that's that's really different from for, for an artist to do something like that. I said, mom, right. I mean, that's, that's, that's really kind of cool. So I, I applaud you for that. Vanessa, we're going to take a, a quick break, guys. We have about 15 more minutes left uh, with Vanessa before she has to run. She is on tour. So we want her to rest that speaking voice. Uh, this is Sir Michael Singleton. I'm with the esteemed Vanessa Carlton. We'll be right back after this quick break. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's awesome when you get opportunities like this um, to talk to people that you admire uh, for their artistry, but just for the type of lives that they have lived, at least from what you know publicly. Uh, that's really important to me. And, and so I, I just really I'm excited and, and just grateful for this. I mean, you, you sort of think about and I wonder what you think about this, Vanessa. I mean, when you have some level of success, uh, in your case, significant success, you really do get opportunities to to be in spaces and around people that you may not have imagined or envisioned. Certainly, people that most folks would never get an opportunity to get to know. When you're in that space, when you're in those spaces, like like what are you sort of looking at? Like, are you sort of just feeling the moment and saying, "Wow, look at everything I've accomplished," or are you just sort of just in it and enjoying it as they come? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think that like, especially after that year where I was substitute teaching in the middle of like the height of the pandemic too, I think it just working with kids and it is incredibly grounding and I don't, it's never lost on me any sort of extraordinary opportunity that I've been afforded as a pianist or a performer. Cause I, I grew up as a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's, that's the hardest world and you're like every day you're failing every day you're not getting it right like all day you know um so i just i I, it's nothing is these opportunities to to, for instance even just the idea of being able to support myself as a pianist or as as a singer or songwriter like that's a big deal to me you know um the the uh, yeah to be asked to if I be considered if I want to do a play on Broadway I mean I like die of anxiety but I'm also like <laughs> holy crap I can't believe I'm gonna get to maybe do this you know um and then 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 life is life like it's like then I you know broke my foot so I'm like literally crawling around hotel rooms on this tour that's like I'm really excited about because we're like selling really well mm-hmm. and that's how life is you know like you finally get like some big thing you've been hoping for but like you know, nature is a beast, you know, she's pretty brutal. So she'll always even you out. So I'm just crawling around hotel hotel room (laughs) floors because I can't walk. That's that's so true, right? Because you you just sort of never know what to expect on these unique journeys. And I've sort of always found Vanessa in, in my personal life. I mean, I'm 32. I've done some really, really crazy stuff as far as like accomplishments. And I had a conversation with my grandmother. Oh, wait, hold on one sec. Okay. Sorry, guy. I'm in a hotel room and they're calling me. Can you hold on one second? <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> 
Only live, guys, on Sirius XM Urban View does does this happen. But we appreciate Vanessa <laughs> for, for, for calling in and, and being a guest on the show. And, and guys, as I stated, if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to Vanessa's latest album, uh, Love is an Art, it, it is really, really unique, a unique compilation of, of songs, um, whether it's the words themselves or maybe you're a rhythm person and you just like musicality, I would highly recommend that you guys check out the album. Uh, there are a couple songs on the album that really, really stood out uh, for me personally. The first song, I Can't Stay the Same. I really sort of love the the beats and the bass in, in that song. Really, really fun song. Love is an Art is another beautiful song that I really, really enjoy from the new album. So, again, check it out. I've listened to the thing five or six times. Uh, you won't regret it. And as I was saying, really check out Vanessa's tour, uh, the Future Pain tour. It was a wonderful tour. It was sold out, and she's selling out tickets all across the country. So, guys, I'm telling you, you better try to get a ticket before it's too late. So go to that website, VanessaCarlton.com. Support Vanessa. She has a really, really great gear. I'm actually wearing one of her, her sweatshirts right now. It's green. It's the, <laughs> making my way downtown. And, and so oh, yay. I wore it to, to Whole Foods. That's the best one. It, it, it is. Vanessa, I actually wore this thing to Whole Foods a few days ago. This is so hilarious. So this lady, <laughs> she comes up to me. And she was like, you know, is is that like is that Vanessa Carlton making? I said, yeah, yeah, that's. I just went to her concert. She's like, interesting. And I said, why do you say that? She's like, you know, I just I wouldn't have thought that you know you would you would listen to Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> and her and I just had this just wonderful laugh at the grocery store. And I said, but isn't that funny? The thing about music, it unites all people, Vanessa. Yeah. It, it, it really, really yeah. does. I'm a guy, and maybe people may think, yeah. oh, Vanessa Carlton, only women would listen to Vanessa. No, not at all. Your concert, you had a little bit of everybody there. Women, men, young, old, uh, lots of different colors. I mean, it was just a really beautiful thing. But I was just saying, Vanessa, before you had to step away, my, my grandmother was just had this interesting thing to me that she said recently. Um, I have some really cool opportunities in the media space uh, with two different pretty big networks that are considering me to anchor some shows for them. Um, and, my, and I told my grandmother and she said, oh, wow, that, that's really exciting. And I didn't think much about it, Vanessa, because I'm always thinking about the next thing. And she said, you know, I just want you to pause for once and just think about like everything that you're doing and this life that 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 you've lived and the responsibility that you have. And in and in thinking about that, it just sort of made me realize, like, wow, like I I I have been given something that I must cherish and I must do right by it. And in thinking about that, yes. I, I was curious to sort of get your thoughts on this responsibility. And you talked about it a little bit with your your artistry, but also the responsibility to sort of do right by all of the people who, who sort of like look up to you, I guess myself included, right? Just as I said, you, you've lived and you are living this great life as a person. Um, you're living this great life a, a, as an artist. You, like you're trying your best to be the best Vanessa. And I think that's incredible, Vanessa, when life is so freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it does. I think to be aware of the ways in which... Um, you, okay, so I can be very, I don't, I don't think the word is sloppy, but like I can be when I get really upset and like just brokenhearted about a story that I've read or like something that's going on in the world, like I have to check myself and 
really realign how I'm going to say this, or if how, if I'm going to, sh- if I'm going to share my viewpoint on this, or I want to spread this story that I think is important that everyone needs to hear. I feel like, yes, you have a responsibility to like model a certain type of behavior. Like people that go off and just start swearing, even though I want to do that sometimes, <laughs> this is not like, this is not a leadership quality. Not that I'm like a leader in any way, but like, yeah, if people are, I look up to certain artists, I look up to, um, you know, when I look up to people, I'm watching how they speak and how they, what they choose to, how they choose to handle challenging situations. Um, and I think it is, we I I do want to make sure that I um, am a nice example of like how to just be a good person and not like, f- you know, fly off the handle sometimes when I want to, because mm-hmm. I get so upset with what's happening in communities. And um, so, yeah, I think if that, if that ties into what you're talking about, yeah, your does. responsibility as a a leader or however you're going to choose to pursue your next chapter of your work. It's like you people just watch you and how you receive information, how you choose to use, you know, how, how you communicate. So I don't know. I, I do think that as I progress in my life, like I I've met so many interesting community activists and, you know, leaders of community organizations that I really look up to. And I've learned a lot from just watching how they, how they message, how they communicate to other people. Cause mm-hmm. human beings, they just want to, they want to connect with each other. You know, we don't want to connect in, in necessarily ra- anger. I mean, you can absolutely, but what's the good, what is the action that comes of that? You know, something positive that can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 No, I, I know absolutely what you're saying. And, and, I, and I think you're, you're spot on. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. As you you sort of travel and meet a lot of people. 
what's sort of been one of the most, I guess, unique moments or inspirational moments uh, for you as a, as a person and as, as an artist? Like something where you're like, you know, that really sort of changed the way I view things. Yeah, I think, honestly, it was probably working in a school during the pandemic. Wow. That's that's the biggest impact that, you know, that's the that's the most I've never had an experience like that. Um, Like, for instance, like I could say the Broadway play was an um, changed my life. I mean, that was a really amazing experience. However, I, I knew that. I knew what it, I know what it's like from being a dancer to work with a cast like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I love those team efforts. Like they're the best, you know, but yeah, I would say, you know, working in a school in the middle of the pandemic, like when Trump was still president, I think that that was, had a profound impact on how I see the world. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't even get me started on, on that uh, last person, <laughs> Vanessa. I, <laughs> I try to, you know, I know that you know, you're know you an artist, so I'm trying to like not get too much into politics because that's like my life. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to stick with the arts here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, that's a, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's a, well, I was just going to say that there's blurred lines, you know, like and I like it really does. People, I think they know even if an artist is zero about their beliefs and their values, because politics. What is politics? Life is political. Mm-hmm. Politics is life. Politics is community. Politics. I, this is a this weird hand word that people use to not have to talk about something. It's weird. It's bizarre. But so even artists that like maybe they say nothing about their pol- quote unquote politics, you can tell through their work who they are. You know, and for the for the good or the you know or the not good, but. Um, so I think the line is always very, very blurred. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I, I think, I mean, blurred lines, no, no pun intended for real. So don't come after me, <laughs> but I think, I think <laughs> Vanessa's right. So Vanessa, are there any artists as we have about a few minutes, like five minutes left, are there any artists that you're sort of really looking at right now? And you're like, wow, I'm, I'm really digging this style. I'm, I'm digging where, where music is going in this particular genre. Yeah, you know, I mean, I love the Steve Lacey stuff. I was so excited when he did his own record. Um, I love. I think that's the future. I mean, he's brilliant. No, I. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, but yeah, go ahead. yeah. No, L- Lacey is is really really talented, and and it's so funny that that you're bringing up Steve because I, I really am sort of seeing Vanessa a lot of artists who are saying, you know, I want to take the music and the craft back like away from the industry which is incredibly predatory there's a lot of ethical issues with with the music industry but that's a whole nother conversation but i feel like a lot of artists are saying you know i just want to make music that i'm going to enjoy that i know other people will enjoy and that will really sort of exude artistic creativity yeah but you can hear when people are playing like play like i mean not playing instruments but like just you get when human beings feel like put themselves in a safe enough creative space where they can play. That's what people want. I think because it's so human, you just want to, humans just want to connect with other people through whatever medium, you know, and music is like the most magic, like can in a way, some most magical uh, uh, medium for me, at least. 
So I think he's a good example of an artist that like, I think did really well commercial wise. However, he's playing, he just gets to play. Yeah. He's it's so fun to watch that. No. And he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's really pretty well. young too. I mean, I'm 32. I mean, he's probably like, I don't know, guys, five or six years younger than me. And guys, if you're not familiar um, Steve Lacey, I would highly recommend that that you look him up. He's a great um, guitar player. I, I want to. I don't know what type of electric guitar. I don't, I don't play the guitar very well to to be able to say with accuracy. But but look him up. Great musician um, as far as instrumental, but but vocally j- just great all the way around. So I, I think Vanessa is right about what she's saying. Vanessa, do you do you think in the future as, as you sort of think about your career? Where do you like? What do you want your mark to be like? When you want people to think of Vanessa Carlton, you want them to say Vanessa Carlton was what exactly? Oh, was here? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Vanessa Carlton was here. Will be on my gravestone. No, I pl- I want to have an eco uh, an eco friendly um, death and funeral. I don't want to take up space in the ground. Um, or did you read about those these these eco friendly like you're not you're not buried in a box anymore so you get to I, go back into the it's earth? So funny you brought that up because one of my friends in a group text sent that to the group and we had a long conversation about it because Vanessa, okay, I don't know what you, what you think about this, but I kind of want to be like chronogenically frozen because I want to see if they can bring me back. Oh, <laughs> that's opposite. That's opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like Walt Disney. I'm like, what well, you and Walt Disney? Or you guys want to like wake up after the apocalypse and take over another planet? I mean, I, I don't know, Vanessa. I just <laughs> like, I just think about the future, and I'm like, well, what if in a two thousand years they can say, "Ta-da! Welcome back, Sir Michael." And I'm just like, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> but but I yeah. but I did see. I that, have the opposite. Yeah. I did see that process. So so okay. So thinking about that, right? And and I love the fact that that you're like, hey, that's the way I want to go. Because honestly, Vanessa, when I read that, and and the guys and I, two of my friends went to Harvard Divinity School, so we had like great conversations about like life and then death and sort of returning back to the earth and all of this kind of really cool esoteric stuff, if you will. But but that aside, right? Again, your your artistic legacy, though, like like what is it to you? Like like what do you think your legacy is? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope that some kids or people in general just like have, it made them happy. My music made them happy or maybe they started, a lot of people tell me that they started playing the piano because of some of the songs. I mean, I think that that playing an instrument makes humans feel good. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really pretend to be anything more than I am. So I think I just, um, I, I, the goal, of course, is to sort of help with the world somehow, even the smallest way. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how to answer that. I'm just a little peon. Vanessa <laughs> Carlton was here. Maybe you played some piano because you heard some of her songs. Nice. Vanessa Carlton. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm gonna. I, remember I think that. more than that, though. More than that, I think that. I, I really am so, I don't know about you, but I am just so focused and concerned about the, um, the natural world, um, yeah. and how it relates to social justice and, 
environmental justice and uh, just so we i just i just hope that we as a as a species clean up our act and start to realize that you know without the natural world we can't survive so um you know and this all goes back into back into the political realm and like what's going on um if i could help if i if i had at all had any impact on helping solve this problem with uh, I, maybe that would be good but uh who knows yeah we no all do I, what we can, you know? I think i think we do have to figure it out uh vanessa and i've sort of I, I hope, and, and I've been writing a column for the Boston Globe on this, so I need to get to my editor. My, my hope, Vanessa, is that like maybe developments in technology will create, you know, more of an environmental justice because maybe we can say, okay, hey, we can sort of change and start focusing on renewable fuels now, you know. Um, maybe we don't need oil or coal as much in, anymore. Maybe in this idea of environmental justice and people in poverty living in some of the worst towns in the world that are overly polluted. Um, yep. Maybe those things can yep. change. And, and a lot of those people are, are poor people. They're poor people of color. And so I, I've just really been hoping as a millennial that our technological advancements can really, I guess, fix some of our problems. And, and, I, and I know that may be a little naive, Vanessa, and, and I know that it will create a whole host of other problems. You're going to have joblessness, et cetera. And, and that's something that, you know, people in, in my former field of politics will have to figure out. But I, I'm just hopeful, like, like you, that, that we can make things better. I mean, I, I always feel the, the need to do something when problems arrive or the problems that exist because I, I think there's an obligation to like leave things better uh, for those who, who come behind you and I don't know if if everybody has right. that sense of obligation today I don't know maybe I'm wrong yeah yeah exactly I don't know either but maybe the answer maybe maybe the this the answer has been staring me in the face the whole time. And it's like some sort of piano car vehicle that I'm supposed to be inventing that doesn't have any. <laughs> if that you, will be my mark that I'm going to work on. Okay. My friend, if you, I got to work. If on you that. create that, I will absolutely buy it. Vanessa, before I let you go, is, is there anything you will, you, go ahead. you're working on that you want the people to know about anything you want them to check out? Here's your time. Yes, come ch come check me out on my now newly named tour. The show must go on. I think we got a, a couple more weeks. <laughs> I love and, it, guys. Uh, maybe by the end I won't be on crutches. <laughs> yeah. Go and check out Vanessa's show. You can go to vanessacarlton.com. Uh, click on tours. It's at the top or the bottom, depending on where you're scrolling on the website. Go and buy tickets. Support this incredible artist. And, and Vanessa, I know you said you know you definitely aren't a leader. I must say, my friend, I absolutely consider you a leader. And I think you're right. Politics is life. Politics is community. But through arts, maybe we can bring people together. Yeah. Vanessa Carlton, thanks so much for joining me on the Shermichael Singleton Show. You always have space on this show anytime you want to talk about new art or maybe even some politics. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you and your work. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Vanessa.